0: Gana Nama O Mishnu Badai, Krishna Prashtai Gutani, Sri Mate Bothea Swami. Namaste, Saraswati, they go to body to Chalane, Yivisha, Shunyabani, Pashta, Krishna Shiva, Sarin Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Pancha Kappa Churbyasha Pita Sindhu Rayvacha Pati Nam Bavane Yo Vaishna Hebyola Modama. This is quite a bit different in the material world. Because there's a lot of dust. That's especially in Tucson. It's amazing my little room. How much dust can collect. I can't imagine having a room bigger than mine. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really unlimited. I feel like I'm dusting customary. I see Mother Sonoma too, always wiping everything down around the temple.
1: And the verse again was, the ladies in the
0: Bhagavata planets are as beautiful as the goddess of fortune herself. Such transcendently beautiful ladies their hands playing with the lotuses and their leg mingles tinkling are sometimes seen sweeping the marble walls, which are bedecked at intervals of golden borders, in order to receive the grace of the supreme personality of Godhead. So, Maya is illusion, and we we actually can't, we can never enjoy Lakshmi. That's actually illusory. Understanding we Because Lakshmi uh, in this world is Maya, or it's a, it's that which is not described Maya. And and Chaitanya Charitamrita. Ram Das Vipra, he was a great devotee of the Lord Ram. And so at one point, Lord Chaitanya had lunch at the house of Ram Das Vipra. And he he was so absorbed in, in Ram's pastimes, he was living in, in Ram's pastimes, and he wasn't preparing the food. So Lord Jaitanya asked him, he said, why, why isn't the food being prepared? He said, well, I'm waiting for Lakshman in the forest to collect the roots and the vegetables so that Sita they can cook. As if you remember, they were banished into the forest. Um, and So he was there with them in that leela. He was actually living in that leva, and his consciousness. <coughs> and so, in time, uh, Lakshman brought the vegetables, and the meal was good. And Lord Caitanya ate, but Ramdas Vipra he wasn't eating, and he looked very sad, very unhappy. So the Lord asked him. He said, "Why aren't you eating? Why do you look this way?" Well, he said, "I just I cannot live. I can't live a day longer, knowing that." Sita Devi, the supreme goddess, supreme mother of the universe, the most chaste and beloved wife of Lord Ram, was touched by the demon Ravana. I can't, I cannot, I just cannot live with that. It's, it's too horrible for me to live with And so then Lord Chaitanya actually explained to him, he said, actually, spirit cannot be perceived, even remotely, by material senses. We cannot see spirit, we can't touch, we can't, with none of our senses can we perceive. With our mind, our material intelligence, can we understand spirit? So Lord Jaitanya was explaining that actually, um, this is an illusory sita. And later on he confirmed this, he actually, because his devotee was in anxiety, he found the Korma Purana, where it actually stated that sitas, instead of, her transcendental body going to be with Ratna, that she was actually rescued by, by Agni Dev, And Agnidev took her and, and held her at his plan until the time that Ram would receive her back. So we can see in this world um, things that are beautiful. Of course, for, for a man, the most beautiful object is a woman. For a woman, a man in this world. Thank you. <laughs> <I'm talking random. laughs> um So that that's that's the the state of consciousness is that anything beautiful we want to enjoy, but in, in transcendental consciousness we see everything beautiful we want to give to Krishna. We see everything beautiful as being coming from Krishna, and should be engaged with Krishna. So that's a transformation of consciousness. And so this idea that we can be the enjoyer, that we can enjoy um, the body of a woman or for uh, a woman, the body of a man. This is completely touched us. It's flickering, it's Maya, it's complete illusion. We can never enjoy Krishna's internal potency. Actually, when we, when we try to enjoy the material world, it's actually completely matter. Um, you know, we know we've heard this description that the, the soul is on the chariot of the body. And the soul is known as the, the Chetragya, so he's the observer of what's going on, but actually is not directly participating. So we can never enjoy the asma <coughs> exploitation. It's actually not possible. This is simply the Illusory recovery, this the shadowy reflection of, of Lakshmi Devi, this Maya potency. That we, we we are attempting to enjoy, but we actually can, can never be fulfilled in that way, and it's not our position to enjoy. Because we're 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 the marginal potency, we're actually part of the feminine energy of Krishna. And in that way we're meant to be enjoyed. And You can see it's interesting because we learned that um, the devotee controls Krishna. So superficially, it looks like, uh, for instance, in a marriage that the man may be superficially in control. So traditionally, the man would provide, uh, would um, give, he gives the children, just like Krishna is a sea giving father, the man gives the children. Um, the soul comes to, through in that way. And he provides uh, the house, he provides Lakshmi, he provides everything superficially. But actually, we all know that who's really in charge? The woman's in charge. Why is that? Because through her affection, through what she gives to the man, the woman becomes the all in all for the man, then she, then the man is controlled by that love and affection of his wife. So we can see that. So that same principle um, reflected, pervertedly reflected in this world, is there transcendentally. That actually, um, when we we become submissive to the Lord, when we become, we we take on that feminine nature, that submissive nature, of um, never thinking ourselves the creator, the enjoyer, but thinking of ourselves as always subordinate, then this endears us us to Krishna. We become uh, wholly under the Lord's protection and we can control the Lord through that that affectionate, surrendered, and submissive nature. And this is the position of of the living entity, But the living entity is trying to control Bhajana Raya Swami. It was telling a story how um, somehow or other this man he received some sort of benediction that whatever he, he requested was granted but at the same time his neighbor received twice as much so if he got a house that was two stories his neighbor got a story a house that was four stories and if he got a Mercedes car and then his neighbor got a um, Rolls Royce so whatever he got So he was becoming infuriated because he couldn't live with the fact that his neighbor always had more than him. No matter what blessing he got, the neighbor had more. And so in this mood, he requested um, that he have one of his eyes be be removed. And sure enough, his neighbor had both of his eyes removed. And so uh, Maharaj was saying, this is the nature of the material world. The material world is we are trying to ascend. Like we're trying to be kingly. We're trying to take the throne. And you remember in, in the movie Tombstone, um, the lady is asked, you know, what, what would you like kind of life? You know, they're having a romantic moment. And she says, Oh, I just want room service. So this is the idea is that we want to reach a particular point. Where we're on the throne and we're being served, we want every, we want all opulences, and we want everybody and everything to be submissive to us. That's the um, the Acharyas say we become we become competitors of God. We take on that role. It was funny too because if you're going um, to the Huron, and you're going down Sixth Street to Fourth uh, Avenue. You'll notice the bus, bus stop there, there's three different thrones for chairs on that bus stop. And I was just thinking it's so funny because you have mostly like, you know, the low class, like the low class people riding the bus, but they get to sit on these thrones <laughs> before they get on the bus. So it's a sad situation. And Srila Papa said that the demigods don't even want to use the restroom at this point. This planet is so like, low class for the demigods. They don't even want to urinate on this planet. That, that's how perception is, is changed. So what's the perception of a devotee? Because in this verse is speaking about how <clears throat> these very dear devotees, these Lakshmis, they want to be doing service. They want to be cleaning the marble walls, and there's no dirt there. That That's an incredible consciousness of realization, that actually the supreme perfection is not to rise to the throne, the kingly throne. Perfection is to, to serve, to be an eternal servant of Guru and Krishna, and, and to win the favor of the Lord, receive the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, so it's mentioned actually that the devotees, they don't want any kind of liberation and the different types of liberation are, are to merge for the brahma jyoti, So impersonal liberation that think about the fact that devotees don't want these liberations because everybody wants these benedictions. To be free forever from from stress and anxiety. To go to the supreme planet of the Lord. There's all opulence. To possess the full opulence of Krishna. To, To possess the eternal beautiful form like Krishna. To directly be with Krishna, the supreme source of everything. Devotees don't want any of those, although those come with being a devotee. We also attain those from being a devotee. The devotee just wants service, and it's like like service is the the plate that all all opulences that all fortune sits on. When we attain the grace of the service of the Lord, we attain liberation, complete liberation. We attain opulence like the Lord. We attain bodily features like the Lord. We obtain the direct association of the Lord. We obtain the plan of the Lord. But it's not externally, um, it is not externally manifested. All. But this is actually the case. It was a devotee in Chaitanya reached Rita Vasudev. And Vasudev, no one would go anywhere near him because he had leprosy. And he had open wounds on his body. And he stunk very badly. No one would... Anywhere near him. But he actually had all of these liberated factors. Amazingly, we can't see it through external vision. But Vasudev had more opulence than the goddess of fortune because he had Krishna and Vrindavan. That was the mood of Krishna that he held in his heart. And when he, he heard that Lord Jaitanya had come um, and was close to where he was, so he went to see the Lord, he wanted to see the Lord, and the Lord had left, so he, was, he, he fell down um, in ecstasy thinking of the Lord, and then the Lord returned. When, when he felt the longing of his devotee, the Lord returned, the Lord embraced him. And he, his body became beautiful. be completely transformed. And Vasudeva said, "Why have you embraced me? Not even the lowest class untouchables would come anywhere near me. This is the. This is the complete independence of the supreme personality of <laughs> God. This is the supreme mercy of Krishna. That um, he would actually Vasudeva." He would always be completely absorbed in spiritual consciousness. And we've been uh, speaking about how the highest position is actually to serve the devotees of the Lord. And so he couldn't serve any devotees of the Lord. I was thinking about this because no one would come close to him. So there would be worms on the sores of his body. And when the worms fell off, he would take out the worm and put it back onto the sore because that was one living entity that he could serve. And he wasn't seeing the worms as being a worm enjoying open source. He was seeing those worms as being a temple of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's an Uttama adhikari platform. He was seeing these worms as devotees of Krishna, because the Supreme Personality of Godhead dwelled in those worms. And so through that consciousness of service, he would serve those worms by placing them on the swords in his body. That was the way that he could serve them. That was his consciousness. So you can see externally, who would want to be a leper? Like Vasudeva said that a devotee a devotee would rather go to hell than have impersonal liberation. Um, The gopis, they don't want to associate with Krishna outside of Vrindavan. So this Vasudeva actually had the full opulence of the spiritual world in his heart. That's actually where, where Vrindavan really manifests. Because Bhagavan um, who was speaking yesterday, so many people when Lord Krishna descended they didn't recognize Krishna. So many great personalities descend and they aren't recognized. Krishna says fools deride me. So in the same way, fools deride great acharyas. Sometimes we see fools deride. Srila Prabhupada. Fools derive great souls because they cannot see with spiritual vision. But it's it's very ingrained in our consciousness to to have a fruitive mentality. It's like extremely present there. It's it's always there because that's how we make conditioned. And I noticed that in myself that there's always something to gain, something to acquire in the future. Uh, liberation, opulence, prestige, fame, position, enjoyment, there's always something to achieve more in the future, but these Lakshmis, they just enjoy by serving Krishna, humbly serving Krishna. This was a supreme perfection. Winning the favor of the Lord. Winning the favor of the Lord is a perfection because when the Lord is pleased, that, that is the attainment. There is no extraneous, other extraneous attainment. Just when the Lord is satisfied with our, with our good of service, that's the supreme position, and actually in, in a conversation with um, Ramananda Roy, Sri Chaitanya is asking him what the most glorious position is. And he said, that person who is reputed to be a devotee of the Lord Krishna enjoys the utmost fame and glory. So no matter of the external position. It may have seemed like a devotee is in hell, like Prahlad Maharaj. It may have seemed like Prahlad Maharaj was in hell because he was being tortured daily by his father. I mean, it's one thing to be tortured, but to be tortured by your father? That's right. Every day, not just like being like killed, tossed into a pit of venomous serpents, thrown off a cliff. I mean, just imagine. So externally, he's in a horrendous situation, but actually internally, he has the full opulences of the five types of liberation. Internally, because he's always living with Krishna. And today we're celebrating the the disappearance of Bhishma as he was laying on a bed of arrows. But he had the full opulences of liberation. Why is that? Because although he was laying on a bed of arrows, ready to die, he was completely transcendental to material energy and simply desired to have the the beautiful darshan of Lord Krishna as he left his body. That was his only desire. And he received that benediction, so he attained the supreme perfection of existence, was he pleased the Lord. How did he please the Lord? How did he humbly please the Lord? By fighting with the Lord, <laughs> that was the desire of the Lord to fight with Bhishma Dev. It is an ecstatic scene where Bhishma Dev is fighting so valiantly. He's almost going to kill Arjuna, and then Krishna got off the chariot and took the wheel in his hand, and his garments fall falling off his body, and his beautiful form is decorated with dust from the hooves of the horses. And this scene struck the heart of Bhishmodev. And his only desire was to see the Lord as he left his body. As he had done his service, he had pleased the Lord. This is the perfection of life. (coughs) To be fully conscious of Krishna's beauty and love when we leave this world. So actually Prabhupada, he's describing um, in this purport, this position as a servant. And he's given so many different evidence uh, from the scriptures. So he, he stays from the Garuda Purana. In this age of Kali, the fame of one who is known as a great devotee is very rare. However, such a position is superior to that of the great demigods, like Brahma and Mahadev. This is the beti- opinion of all spiritual masters. In the Itihasa Samuchaya Narada tells Pundarik Janmantara Sahasreshu yasya chhatbudhir idrisi tasoham vasudevasya sarva lokam tamudarit So this is in the Itihasa which is um, an ancient history Vedic history it is after many many births when a person realizes that he is the eternal servant of Vasudeva he can deliver all the worlds And by the way, when Vasudeva, when he had become beautiful by the embrace of the Lord, because the external features of the beauty of Vasudeva came out, the true external features. Remember when Putana, Putana came to kill the Lord. She was in the most beautiful body. She enchanted everybody. She tricked everybody. But when she was killed by Krishna, her horrendous form came out. So this material energy, no matter how externally beautiful it looks, Internally, it is horrible and is ugly. And so that form, that internal form of envy for Krishna, desire to compete with Krishna and be Krishna, came out from Putana. But Krishna, because he is all pure, he completely purified her consciousness and accepted her into the spiritual kingdom by killing her demonic nature. You saw her her huge demonic body, but she came externally very beautiful. So Krishna he says the same thing in Bhagavad Gita he says bhunam ante, ganavan mam mantey vasudevah salamiti So after many births and deaths one who is actually in knowledge surrenders unto me knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all that be Such a great soul is very rare So this Itihasa is almost saying this exact same thing So this is another verse from the Garuda Purana It is said that out of thousands of brahmanas, one is qualified to perform sacrifices. And out of many thousands of such qualified brahmanas, expert in sacrificial offerings, one learned brahmana may have passed beyond all Vedic knowledge. He is considered the best among all these brahmanas. And yet, out of thousands of such brahmanas who have surpassed Vedic knowledge, one person may be a Vishnu Bhakta. And he is most famous. Out of many thousands of such Vaishnavas, One who is completely fixed in the service of Lord Krishna is most famous. Indeed, a person who is completely devoted to the service of the Lord certainly returns home back to Godhead. And is that back to Godhead a physical location? No, it's when we have the full opulences of this liberation in in our hearts, just like Prahlad did, as he being tortured by his father. Just like Vasudeva did, as his body is covered with these open sores not an external situation, not like the veneer or the external appearance of Putna, she came to kill Krishna. No, the internal beauty manifests. Just like Pubja. Pubja was a hunchback, but she had unadulterated devotion to Krishna and she expressed that when Krishna came. And Krishna revealed her inner beauty and completely purified her of any tinges of material consciousness. This is the inner beauty of the soul coming out. That cannot be touched by material senses, and and if we want to enjoy the atma, like one of the previous verses was, is that the, the men enjoy their wives in my kunta. It's enjoying their spiritual nature, meaning in connection to Krishna. Look at how beautiful this devotee serves, gauranita. That that's the beauty of the soul, and enjoying the beauty of the atma of the other devotees of Krishna. So it's also stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, after much hard labor, a person highly learned in Vedic literature certainly becomes very famous. However, one who is always hearing and chanting the glories of the lotus feet of Mukunda within his heart is certainly superior. So in the Narayana Stava, it says, I do not aspire to take birth as a Brahma if that Brahma is not a devotee of the Lord. I shall be satisfied simply to take birth as an insect if I am given a chance to remain in the house of a devotee. And Lord Shiva said, I do not know the truth about Krishna, but a devotee of the Lord Krishna knows all the truth. Out of all the devotees of Lord Krishna, Prahlad is the greatest. So in the Brihad Vamana Purana, I underwent meditation This is Lord Brahma speaking to Brigu. I underwent meditation and austerities for 60,000 years just to understand the dust of the lotus feet of the gopis. Still, I could not understand it. To say nothing of me, even Lord Shiva, Lord Shesh, and the goddess of fortune, Lakshmi, could not understand it. Because the gopis' love for Krishna is the most (laughs) superior form of love because they gave up everything. And Krishna told them that. Krishna says, you've given up everything. You've given up your reputation as chaste wives. In Vedic culture, you'll be completely an outcast to give up your reputation as a chaste wife. As you've given up to come to see me in the dead of the night. What can I do to repay you? Actually, the only thing I can do is allow you to be completely satisfied in your service to me. So that that understanding of why would we want to wash the walls if they they have no dust on them. Who would want to do that? But we can see that some Sidim Haritosana, when Krishna is pleased, then like the Ganga Machaprabhu was speaking last night, our heart becomes overwhelmed with joy and pleasure when Krishna is pleased with us. So in the Adi Puran, it says, Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, the goddess of fortune, and even my own self are not as dear to me as the gopis. Of all the gopis, Srimati Radharani is the topmost. Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami are the most exalted servitors of Srimati Radharani and Lord Sri Jaitanya Mahaprabhu. Those who adhere to their service is known as Rupa Nuga devotees. The qualities of one engaged in the service of Lord Sri Jaitanya Mahaprabhu, such as reputation, austerities, penances and knowledge, are not to be compared to the good qualities of others such as the perfection of a devotee always engaged in the service of Sri Jaitanya so One of my first experiences of India was in the Calcutta temple. And actually in that culture, um, the, the persons there, they actually understand the value of seva. And so at, at these temples, there's a seva office. It says, a big sign, it says seva. You, come, you don't come to, to receive. As generally we do in this world when we go to somebody or someplace we go to take. But you simply go to the Seva office to give. You're going to give to Krishna, you're going to want to volunteer your time or your money, or you're going to give.
1: So on the wall there,
0: this is the my first the first temple that I actually went to in India. This is Calcutta, this kind of a temple in Calcutta. It says Nitya Sevaka. And somehow or other this really struck me. It's really struck a chord even by heart. Actually that. Yeah. This is it. Nityya Stevaka. Like, you know, somebody asks you what's your position. Oh, I'm you know, I'm vice president. Oh now what's your position? Somebody asks you if you're Oh now I'm the president. And then somebody you know asks you in a few lifetimes, what's your position? Oh now I'm the king. I'm the king of, of, of the whole world, actually. So this is The nature of material consciousness. But actually, Nichya Sevaka. Somebody asks you, who are you? I'm a servant of the devotees of Krishna. Somebody asks you in 10 years, what's your position now? I'm a servant of Krishna. Somebody asks you in 10 lifetimes, what are you now? I'm a servant of the servants of Krishna. A billion lifetimes, what's your position? I'm a servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna. And so, nitya sevaka, that's all we are, we're servants of Krishna. And our external abilities, um, attributions, accolades, um, possessions, these are all very ugly, very ugly, very unattractive, unless the beauty of the heart magnifies them. (laughs) Unless the love of the soul uses them as an expression of love to Krishna. That's the beauty that Krishna sees. And the soul just wants to do for Krishna. Provide pleasure for Krishna. Win the favor. The favor of Krishna. So there's yawning and people are walking out. So. But, uh, any questions or comments? <laughs> yeah. One thing you did mention that I would like about the Kruja. Krishna not only brought her, her natural beauty, but she was a hunchback, and crooked, and stepped on her foot, and then he, he, he took his hand and he straightened her up, and she was became this beautiful warrior. that well, yeah. of course, she was a Yeah. Gnarly. And he, he like fixed her. I yeah. stepped on her foot and straightened her up. Sannyasis <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a really young, like beautiful young sannyasis and strong, and intelligent. And uh, they're in Vrindavan, and there's this little old lady, and um, she's, she's doing service in the temple. Papa so says, oh, she's a pure devotee. She says what she does every day is she just goes to the well and brings water to serve Krishna. And that's her whole life. She had nothing else. So they're dumbstruck. Wow, like, okay, this is what means to be a devotee. It means I don't have. It means I have nothing else but the service of Krishna. That's my only possession. So we can get to that state of consciousness where every day I wake up, that's all I have—the service of Krishna. That's my only valuable possession: that service of Krishna. Anything else? Okay the lo traigo